This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Lucy Watkin. It's Tuesday, the 27th of September. In your sport today, the Opals advance to the Women's World Cup quarterfinals. The NRL admits to refereeing errors in the prelims. The Cats go old school with their grand final celebrations. And goodbye for now. This is your sport today. Australia's women's basketball team, the Opals, are through to the Women's World Cup quarterfinals. They're advancing after a tense win over Canada last night in Sydney, but it might not be enough to avoid the USA in the quarters. Loose, let's start with a win last night. This was quite the comeback from the Opals. The Aussies started slow out of the blocks to be down at quarter time and trailing by as many as 14 points in the second quarter. But then the Aussies flicked a switch and went on a 19-0 run to lead by five at halftime. Canada started the second half the way they started the first and led by six points at three-quarter time. But the Opals clawed their way back to hit the lead with less than five minutes remaining. Opal star Ezzy Magabor came with a couple of big blocks at the death and Steph Talbot hit two free throws to push the lead out to six points with 20 seconds to go. The Opals winning 75 to 72 and that guarantees them a top four finish. Yeah, some clutch plays at the end of the game there, getting the Aussies over the line. Uh, So the Opals are through to the quarters loose, but they're going to need some luck if they're to avoid the USA in the quarters. There's still one round of big group matches left. Yeah, so that loss to France could really come back to haunt the Opals. And the only way they can avoid the US is to finish in the top two of their group. For that to happen, they need to beat Japan tonight and hope Serbia beat France. That game is before Australia's later tonight, so they'll know where things are at. If the Opals and France both win, they'll finish equal on points, but France will finish second because they beat the Aussies. If Australia does finish third, they've got a 50% chance of playing the US in the quarters. America's opponents will be drawn randomly from the third and fourth place teams in Group B, so that could be Australia if things don't go their way. The Opals don't want to face the US. They've won 26 World Cup matches in a row, and they set a new record for the most points scored in a World Cup match in their 145-69 to win over Korea last night. Yeah, you'd want to face the US as late as possible in the tournament, but hopefully all the results go Australia's way and they get injured star Beck Allen back from a rib injury as soon as possible. Uh, Australia's match against Japan is from 8.30pm tonight. You can watch it for free on ESPN via KO Freebies. Let's talk some rugby league now. The NRL's bunker video referee has been criticised for wrong decisions by legends like Andrew Johns and Billy Slater in the weekend's preliminary finals. Yesterday, the NRL reviewed those decisions in question and they agree the bunker got those calls wrong. Yeah, the bunker has been a big talking point all year from its involvement during the game to its effectiveness. Yesterday, NRL head of football, Graham Annesley, spoke to the media at his regular debrief of the weekend's contentious decisions and said he thought the disallowed tries to Penrith players Jerome Luai and Stephen Crichton should have been awarded. John's called the Luai obstruction ruling where he ran behind his own player as laughable and wants the bunker to be blown up. Annesley says he hopes for a controversy-free grand final and there's no need to be talking about refereeing decisions after the game. 
yeah, big talking point, the bunker all season long. So fingers crossed for no refereeing controversy in the grand final on Sunday. Annesley also conceded the pass from Eels halfback Mitchell Moses to Isaiah Papali'i on Friday night. Was forward, that led to a try, and the Eels only won by four points in that game. The NRL grand final refs will be appointed later today. So today's trivia question brought to you by the League Live app. Download that for all your NRL grand final news scores and stats. Who refereed last year's NRL Grand Final? Luce, give us a clue here. Well, he wasn't actually the on-field ref in either of the preliminary finals on the weekend. He wasn't. I think he was in the bunker, actually, if that helps. Uh, Find out the answer at the end of the show. To golf now, and for the ninth straight time, the USA won the President's Cup yesterday. This is a team tournament between the US and the internationals, and it was the internationals that really felt the loss of the players that had defected to the Live Tour loose. They were pretty undermanned for this one. Yeah, and the main one here is Australia's Cameron Smith, the number three ranked player in the world. The President's Cup is a team event between the USA and a team made up of internationals with 12 players each side. All 12 of the American players were ranked in the top 25, while the internationals had just three and had eight debutants because they couldn't pick live players. And that's because it's a PGA event, which has banned the defectors. So it was a mismatch on paper and it played like that for most of the event. The internationals pushed hard on the final day of singles, but overall the USA won pretty comfortably to make it 12 wins from 14 events with just the one loss. Yeah, that one loss was back in 1998 in Melbourne. The President's Cup actually returns to Melbourne, but not for a little while. It's due back in 2028. Today is Tuesday, so that means yesterday was Mad Monday for Geelong's Premiership winning footy players. And just like they did on Saturday against the Swans, they brought their A game. Uh, the team rocked up to the pub, dressed up like really, really, really old men. And there's a pretty good reason for it, Loose. I mean, it is hard watching this as a Swan supporter, but I do give them heaps <laughs> of credit for how good these costumes were. And the context here is that the Cats had the oldest average age of any team ever in VFL-AFL history to win the grand final. And throughout the year, some pundits had called them too old and too slow. Well, they won 16 matches in a row to win the grand final. So Cats star Patrick Dangerfield said the costumes were a slight dig at the haters. <laughs> Dangerfield went the whole hog. He got a professional makeup artist to make him look older as he got out of a rented retirement village van at the pub for another big day of celebrations. <laughs> yeah, they nailed it. He's got extra reason to celebrate Paddy Dangerfield. He was named the AFL player of the finals. So a big month for Paddy Dangerfield and the Cats. I've put a link to some of the vision of the players in the episode notes. Luce, what's been your best Mad Monday outfit? Well, this year we had um, some stepbrothers from the Will Ferrell movie, Ghostbusters. Um, mm-hmm. We had the Irwins, but also I know <laughs> AFLW player Darcy Vessio goes all out. I think she's dressed up and made a big M costume, so she dressed up as the carton. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a bit of an update now. This will be my last innings on the Sport Today podcast. 
all good things must come to an end, but I've had a great time teaming up with Gabs and Lucy to bring you your weekday sports news over the past 18 months or so. I'm leaving to go be a dad full time for a little bit, which I think might just be the best gig ever. So I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I'm going to leave you guys in the very capable hands of Lucy. And we've got some ring-ins coming in over from the Squiz Today team for the rest of the week. They tell me they'll tell you what the future holds for the Sport Today podcast later in the week. So stay tuned for that. Luce, I've got to say, working with you, seeing you at 4 a.m. every other morning <laughs> has been a real career highlight. We haven't looked the best, but um, we produce some pretty good podcasts, I reckon. So I'm pretty glad that I slid into your DMs a year ago. Nothing sus <laughs> about that. <laughs> you know, in just 25 words or less, Luce, um, tell us what you're going to miss most about me. Um, don't hold back the tears. Let them out. <laughs> I think I'm going to miss your puns the most because they're always <laughs> so good. But I think generally just going to miss getting up and seeing you first thing every morning. The first person I've seen every weekday morning for quite a while now. And it's always great waking up and seeing your face and talking sport. And thank you so much for having me on board um, and getting me on board. I've loved being a part of sport today. It's a scary sight, Lou. So you've done well <laughs> not to be frightened away. Um, you didn't mention my humility. Nobody ever mentions that. Um, well, that's me almost done. A big thank you again to you listening and everyone who has listened over the past 18 months. If you or someone you know needs an experienced podcast host or sports journalist in the new year, hit me up. I guess I'll be looking for a job pretty soon. Nah, all right, that's enough of that. Let's wrap up this show so I can go and change some nappies. Time for Catch This. We actually had this one in yesterday's show, but we had to cut it because of time. But Elliot Kipchoge won the Berlin Marathon yesterday in a world record time of two hours, one minute and nine seconds, 30 seconds faster than his previous world record. If you break that down, that's less than three minutes per kilometer. That's a sprint for me, Luce. He, This guy did it for two hours straight. I don't know how he did it. Oh, I don't know how he did it either. As you said, that's a sprint. For me, I don't think I could do that for one kilometre, <laughs> let alone 42. Oh, my God. Yeah, he is an absolute superstar. And he says he's got a few miles left in his legs. So at 37 years old, he's still going strong. I wonder if he can get it to sub two hours. That would be super human. Uh, all right, uh, let's finish off with the answer to today's trivia question brought to you by the League Live app. We want to know who was the referee in last year's NRL Grand Final. Lucy wasn't on the field Last weekend, who was it? It was Jared Sutton. Jared Sutton, referee of 390 NRL games, and he was the referee of the last two NRL Grand Finals by himself. Uh, all right, that is us done on sport today. Uh, again, thank you so much for everyone who's tuned in over the past 18 months. It's been a blast. Uh, sport today will be back with you tomorrow. Luce will be there, and one of Kate or Claire will be joining her. Have a great day. Catch you soon. <laughs> <laughs>